What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 61 of the Tucson Pinball Podcast. Welcome to Wayne's World. So last Sunday, I had a little bit of an opportunity to head up to Phoenix to uh, play at a location I've never played at and also play in a tournament. Um, well, obviously a tournament I've never played at, but a tournament format I've never played at. So um, I went to the Electric Bat for the first time last week and uh, played in one of Chewy's Bounty Knockouts. It was a four-strike event, and... Uh, you pay, it's $6, so you got one for the IFPA and then five for a token or a chip. And when you get knocked out, the winner of that round uh, gets your chip and they get five bucks. So if you are knocking people out later on in the day, uh, even if you don't win, you still have something kind of exciting to go for. So that was pretty cool. And uh, it was, you know, just the, the schedules kind of lined up a little bit nicely. And uh, normally I'm not available on Sundays, but... Uh, that weekend I was, so headed on up there. So uh, I think we, we ended up with 36 players total, which is pretty cool. Um, so Electric Bat, it's a pretty cool location. It's The games are, are laid out pretty efficiently. Um, there's two, uh, kind of a, two split rooms, basically. And uh, on one room, they're lined up along one wall, and then on the other room, they're lined up along uh, the far wall, and then... There's a dividing corridor in the middle, so and then there's uh, more games lined up up to that corridor kind of in the center. So um, very, very healthy game count, and it's about as efficient as you can with pinball machines, putting them in a room. And so um, there was probably, well, the way it was set up, there was zero chance of me uh, playing on a duplicate game just because there were so many. Um, so anyways, I uh, just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and uh, kind of go through the round. So... Um, I haven't been able to do much in the Phoenix area um, for a while, but uh, so there's a couple of players there that were new to me, and uh, I'm going to kind of go through the rounds and just kind of talk about the games a little bit. And if you are listening and I mispronounce your name, I apologize. And, uh, you know, if you want to correct me down the line, just do it a little gently, and uh, I'll get it right the, the next time, so... Anyway, so I get there, and uh, I'm I'm a little early, not too early, but uh, I've got a, a little bit of time for some practice games. So I'm walking around the room just to kind of check out the games a little bit, just to see what's what's there. Um, there's a lot of newer games. Um, there's a couple remakes. There's a couple Bally Williams, and then there's a couple classics as well. So I just kind of kind of look at things, and um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think there's any EMs. Um, but there are some some just uh, regular numeric solid states, you know, your classic Bally's, and there's a, a Joker Poker from Gottlieb. So, and there's also a Sinbad from Gottlieb as well. So, um, not not totally a wall of Stearns, definitely on the newer side. But uh, you know, that's the casual player is going to be more interested in the newer games than um, a bunch of games that we all love and know that are awesome, but are 40 years old and not super attractive looking <laughs> from a, a lights and, you know, uh, um, attract mode standpoint. So anyway, so, uh, jump over to play a firepower and it's got drop targets and it's like, Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm aware that it's not supposed to have drop targets, but it does. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, really just wanted to play something a little slower, just got out of the car after driving for two hours and, um, felt like playing a firepower and, uh, I don't know the last time I played one, because uh, we certainly don't have one down here in Tucson, so um, that was that was fun. That was cool. A uh, nice little kind of get into things. And then uh, the next game I played was probably a mistake. Uh, I went over and played Black Knight Sword of Rage, 
and uh, it it kind of destroyed me very quickly. Um, we have one at round one here in town. Um, I don't know that I would say that they're comparable or that they're any different, you know, one way or another. It doesn't really matter. It's it's fast. If you brick, you're dead. Um, that's kind of universal on Sword of Rage. So, um, but that probably did benefit me a little bit because uh, then I went and signed up and we got started. And uh, first game drawn was Black Knight Sword of Rage. So I was playing with uh, Roland Nadeau, uh, Jim Smith, John Soares, and I was fourth. And the first two balls, I just got destroyed. And then I think Roland had kind of a monster first ball. And uh, I'm trying to remember who, like Jim and I had really bad ball one. Um, I think Jim had a little bit better ball two. Um, so I think Roland and John, I think Roland put up like about $100 million on ball one, which was kind of crazy. And then uh, I think John was was kind of close to that, if not over that. I think by ball two they were both over a hundred or, or something like that. And after ball two, I think I had like five million. <laughs> and it's like I've I've hit the uh, the I think it, no I hadn't hit the shield. I had hit the the large center target in front of the knight um, once, and that killed me. And I kind of missed on that one. I was I didn't hit it where I wanted to. Um, and then I hit the flail once, and that killed me. So uh, we're going into ball three. We kind of don't have anything going whatsoever. And I'm just like, oh, wait, I kind of remember how to play this game. And so uh, I had I had a mode almost ready to go. Um, then I hit the light lock shot and backhanded that and then backhanded into the lock target or into the lock shot. Um, it kicks out. And I think, let's see, I think I either did... Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, where you, you just like fling it into the, the close post and just kind of kill it with that. Um, so it stays on that right side flipper. Um, either way, I was able to keep it on that right side flipper because I don't think you can just trap up and let it go up and then roll back down to a cradle. So either way, um, I had it on my flipper, hit the lock shot, light lock shot again, then hit the lock shot, and I was like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of working. And... Uh, and then on the to to light the third lock, it it did not work anymore. Um, I hit the post that divides the light lock and the actual shield target lock shot, and that killed me. And uh, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, bummer. As I kind of turn, um, but at that point, I I must have started a hurry up and and had done a couple other things that I wasn't really even paying attention to. But uh, I was I was in like the forties or fifty million range, and I don't think there wasn't much going on. So I think. I had started a war hurry up. I think I had sent it up top a couple times while I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, anyway, so I, I turned and walked away, and uh, or turned and walked kind of away from the game. And uh, one of the guys was like, yeah, you were starting to backhand that. It was, you know, I started to get a little nervous. Um, so that was kind of funny. It's like, all right, a little, little bit of saving face on um, <laughs> on the, the tail end of that game because it, it certainly did not start very good. So round two, uh, we went and played Elvira's Scared Stiff, which is a game that I really enjoy, but I haven't played it in a long time. <laughs> I couldn't remember anything of what to do. Um, I was just like, hmm, I think I remember watching Zach Sharp do this on a stream one time, and they were talking in the tournament how, you know, Zach likes to, you know, light lock, start multi-ball, you know, and get your coffin extender. And I was just like, okay, how do you light locks again? And I was... I, I'm still not 100% convinced I was doing it right. Um, I think I was thinking of Party Monsters. And um, 
went left ramp, right ramp to light the lock. And I think it's just left ramp a couple times because I noticed the eyes and then whether there's like a nose or the mouth, there's a light in there too. So I think you hit the left ramp three times to light your locks. I don't know. Either way, just shooting ramps until the green light turned on and then went from there. Um, so I was like, okay, I think, I think I can figure something out. So, uh, let's see what we can do. So I'm in that one with Chewy. Um, I'm second player, Alex Harmon and Dustin Kober. And, uh, Chewy has a very lengthy ball one. And I think it was, was it like eight or nine, or maybe it was up to 12 million or something like that. Uh, by the time he was done, I think it was, no, maybe I think it was 13 after his ball two, but anyway, so he had a very, very strong ball one. Um, I went up and sucked and Alex, uh, went up and I think he had kind of a quick drain on that one. And I was just like, okay, good. I'm not buried too far. Um, and then I think Dustin was, was a little bit quicker on that one too. Um, oh, so forgot to add, uh, I got a strike and Jim got a strike on sort of rage. So four strikes. So uh, we're, we're swinging a miss four times, and then we're done. And I'm going to try to <laughs> try to keep that tally going as well. So anyway, so Chewy, like I said, he had a pretty good ball, too. After two, I think he was up to 13. Um, uh, I, I don't remember if I was trying to get a – I started getting a feel for the game after ball one. I was just like, okay, let's do a little bit of remembering what to do, what to do, what to do. Um, and I was kind of piecing everything together after watching everybody play a little bit. I wasn't paying close enough attention to figure out locks, um, obviously, because uh, I don't think I started a multi-ball. I think I had, by the end of the game, I had two balls locked, um, and I was just like, hmm, okay, I, I don't think right ramp is doing anything, because I think right ramp relights your spider. And so, yeah, that was that was great. Um, so Alex, uh, he had a pretty decent ball, too, I think. And then I'm not, I can't quite remember what Dustin did on, on ball two. I think he he and I were kind of neck and neck after ball two. Um, ball three, Chewy kind of had a fairly commanding lead. Um, I went up and I didn't do much at all. I think I finished the game with like two and a half or three and a half or something like that. And Alex was only like three or 400 K behind me when he stepped up. And I was like, maybe he'll rage tilt. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of my outs at this point. I'm just like, he's going to beat me. Uh, if he plays for like 30 seconds, <laughs> oh, I got my crate multi-ball. That's where I got some of my points from. Um, and it just, man, that game is kinetically, it's fun. You know, like you hit the crate and you can actually like hear that plate getting smacked by the ball and, you know, the sound effects as it opens and the ball drops in and, you know, the, the game's going off and it's, it's really cool. So, um, that's, it's not just about the well, the stiff in the coffin multi-ball. Like, crate multi-ball is obviously, like, the front and center one. It's kind of the bozo multi-ball. Um, but it's it's really well done um, in the whole choreography of things. So Alex, uh, he passes me within a handful of seconds. Uh, <laughs> he was never really in much danger of not passing me. Uh, Dustin, I don't believe he passed me in the end. Uh, I can't remember, but either way... Uh, Dustin and myself got a strike, so not looking so hot. After two rounds, I've got two strikes, so it's like, hmm, did I just drive two hours to play for 45 minutes and then drive two hours home? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, so we're we're hoping to not have that play out because uh, we are we're halfway there at this point. So that was that was not so great. Um, next pick was Ghostbusters, and I'm with Olivia, Kale, and Gavin Bowman. 
And um, Ghostbusters was kind of funny because I had just streamed it for like an hour the night before, just kind of testing out some of my equipment that I'm trying to work on for streaming. And I was just like, oh, okay. I think I was like walking by it or something because, you know, I was done early and we had still two players left in in my game. And then other rounds were going on. Uh, Jurassic Park and Godzilla were the long players every single time. And Jurassic Park got picked in almost every round I can remember, but every time there was one or two games left, it was always Jurassic Park. And it was either flanked by Godzilla or... uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the other longer ones, but it's like, it's basically Jurassic Park and then a couple others and then everything else. Like, it was... I don't know why it was being so friendly. I never played it in practice. Um, I never played it in the event. So I'm not entirely sure. Plus there's, you know, there's several good players there, so they probably were... We're doing their thing and, and hitting shots and not draining. So anyways, uh, go over, play Ghostbusters. Now, Ghostbusters is is one of those things where it's like it could be the kiss of death, right? Like it could be your saving grace or it could be your kiss of death. Uh, my first year at Pinburg, um, Ghostbusters had just come out, and it I made – was it C Division that year? <laughs> I made C Finals, and um, – my my first round, we played Ghostbusters as game three, and everybody else was like, oh, I've never played this, I've never played this, because it had only been out for like six months at that point, I think, if I'm, yeah, I think that's the right year, 2016, and and they kind of like, everybody's, we're just kind of standing around in a, in a four-person square circle thing, just kind of waiting for the next group to finish, but we're just kind of like, you know, small talk a little bit. And then, uh, you know, like I said, everybody's sitting around going, oh, yeah, I've, I've never played this. Oh, I've played it a couple times, you know, da-da-da. And I'm just like, I I have one. You know, I was just kind of like, my brain was like, this is danger. This is danger. And I scored $7 million and got, I think, a last on that one. Um, that wasn't the one that knocked me out of finals. Um, I had, let's see, game four was Rocho and a game that I had not played a working one before. I played one we were some random place in California and it was at a bowling alley and uh, I was just like, Oh, I'll throw some quarters in here. And it was, it was not, it was closer to non-functional than, than fully functional. So I didn't learn much. So anyways, I, I don't blame Ghostbusters for knocking me out of Pinburg. Um, I, I blame Roadshow. So anyways, back to modern times. Um, I'm player three on Ghostbusters and uh, Olivia has a, a, fairly strong first ball i think it was it was ballpark uh was it a hundred was it a hundred million something like that um yeah or it was like 80 to 100 i think so strong ball one um depending on how the ghostbusters is gonna play like that could win you games <laughs> you know if everybody else scores seven um you could win with you know 80. <laughs> so, um, oh, and the other thing about the setup on Ghostbusters is there's two scoops and the factory original default settings were both wanted to kick to the um, opposite flippers, right? So you got the one on the left-hand side, it's a little higher up, and by default, it wants to kick to the right side. And I early on changed mine because I got sick and tired of it shooting it right down the middle or to the tip of the flipper and it just like nicking it and then going off or get down the drain or, you know, whatever. Um, the right side was always good. It was it was a nice pop out. It would hit the left flipper and you could dead bounce over to the right side and trap up. And like it was 
that that shot or that that kickout's been money pretty much like the entire time. I think I dropped my power just a little bit, um, but but yeah, the one I have the way it's set up is very favorable. And uh, I have mine. My left scoop is set up to just kind of dribble out, and it'll go right in front of the slingshot, and you can catch it on the left hand side, or you can bounce it over. Either one. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, okay, how's this going to play? And thank goodness there's ball saves on the scoop kickouts because had there not been my ball one and ball two would have been very quick <laughs> because out of that left-hand scoop, I kept, I knew it wasn't going to go left side to the left flipper. I didn't expect it to after I saw it a couple of times, but like my muscle memory was like every single time. It's like, just let it go. It'll go to the left, let it bounce over. But it, as it was like halfway down the play field, I'm like, oh my God, it's on the right. <laughs> and and so I'd like panic flip and I'd, I'd screw up something. Either I flip it away and it would, you know, brick dead or or I think one time I like flipped right as the ball was coming and it passed right underneath my right flipper. And I was just like, can you stop doing that as the ball save saves my, my bacon for the second or third time that game? <laughs> um, it was also... Uh, it was leaning just a little bit to the left, like to to the point that I was I was noticing it. Like I I'm fine with with games, you know. Like it's kind of hard to keep games level on location 100 percent of the time. Um, I try to catch them when they're when they're starting to to lean a little bit. Like when you can actually notice on like a long roll straight down the middle. Like if it's kind of starts dead center and it ends up on your left flipper or your right flipper, you're just kind of like. Hmm. Let's take the glass off and roll it down a few times. And if it looks kind of squirrely, then we're going to put the level on it and see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, it was leaning to the left just a little bit. So I was kind of nervous when it was coming out of that, uh, the right orbit, whether you do it off a plunge or off of a, a left orbit shot out of the spinner. Um, typically if it, if you're doing an orbit shot, it, it was fast enough that it wouldn't be affected and it would go to your right flipper. But, um, on slow rolls right out of the pops, uh, it was definitely, um, noticeable. I mean, you could still catch it and it wasn't a problem, but it's just like, it, it wasn't coming closer to the pivot point of the flipper, um, that I was kind of expecting it to, but it wasn't enough to throw me off. What was throwing me off is I could not hit the shots on the left side to save my life. Like if I wanted to hit the ramp, I was hitting the, the orbit and it's just like, that's beside, I mean, the right ramp is the hardest shot on that game, but the left orbit I think is probably the tightest shot on that game. And I, I was hitting that instead of the left ramp, and it's like, wow, you are you are so far off, and I, I couldn't. I was struggling, <laughs> so I was trying to get my mode started, you know, and I, I failed out of that because instead of hitting the left ramp, I hit the orbit, and so then I have to spell ghost and bring down Slimer and all that nonsense, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is not working. Uh, and then I was just like, you know what? Let's just start shooting at the left ramp without having a mode on it and just build up that gear bonus a little bit and then bail out into the gear targets and let's just get a few points, right? We're not in a mode. We can't do anything right seemingly. Let's just shoot the ramp a couple times and then bail out to the gears and see what happens and all this and all that. And um, on ball two, I'd actually, I'd actually started the mode, the first mode, and then I started the second mode and... Um, on ball two, and I know I didn't have, um, a mode lit, but I had two locks and I had the lock, the multi-ball ready on the left ramp. And I had both my multipliers lit because I had, I'd done ramp gear combo a couple times and every, when you shoot the ramp and then you shoot the uh, left side captive ball, 
it turns on the lowest value um, multiplier light or uh, start multiplier shot that you have left, right? So there's the 2x and there's the 3x that flank the, the left ramp. So you do that a couple times and you actually hit the ramp cleanly and you will have 6x available but not started. And when you go into multipol, of course that's going to be started because you're going to be hitting everything. You're going to be bricking everything too, which that's how you start those multipliers. So anyways, like I, I was doing a couple things. I was up to about 50 or so on ball two and, uh, and I drained with my, my 6x not started but lit and the multiball ready to go. And I was just like, oh man. And, and Gavin was just like, <laughs> he was so nice. He was just like, oh dude, don't worry about it. You got that multiball in the next ball. And I was just like, I was, I was like, I was frustrated on the high end side and he was like super optimistic. I mean, high end side being like, I had my multipliers lit and they're gone, but he's being like really optimistic on the low end side being like, dude, all you have to do is hit the left ramp and you're in multiball. And you know, that can just chip away at some points. So, uh, anyways, I, I had a pretty strong bonus. I had a whole bonus. I got some points. Um, I think Olivia ended up winning that game and I came in second. Uh, I can't remember either way. I did not get a strike. Uh, I kind of saved myself on that one which was good because the first two balls, the first ball anyways, was not not very productive. The second ball was a little bit more, you know, okay, I remember how to do this because I've only done this like 18 hours ago type of thing. You know, starting to find the shots and uh, feeling a little bit more comfortable with, with a game that's not mine, which one of those, that's one of those, um, it, it can be a crutch, right? If you're so used to playing a certain game and then you go play it somewhere else and it's like it doesn't bounce the way you expect it to or like just these tiny little changes and it throws you off. So, um, yeah, that was, I'm glad that that didn't affect me on that round because it certainly could have, cause Ghostbusters likes to, uh, you know, step on your toes and then take your lunch money and run away, um, saying mean things to you. So anyways, uh, round four, uh, we went to game of Thrones. I was first player and then Olivia was two. Andrew Colts was three. And then Jason Barr was four. And I haven't played, uh, Game of Thrones since TPF 2019, I think, 2018, something like that. Um, I am not very familiar with this game. Um, I don't even remember if, like, the multipliers are still kind of crazy, like the different shot multipliers. I don't know how to build up the different shot multipliers. Uh, I don't know much about this game. Um, <laughs> and I I was really struggling to even hit, like, the light lock shots. And it's just like, man, that's really low. And it's like everything... If you shoot it straight, not straight up the playfield, but if you shoot it up the playfield, unless you hit the dragon or the battering ram, you're going to hit something that's fairly safe. You know, you've got the two ramps, nice return, Steve Ritchie, everything flows nicely. And it's like, you can just hit these shots and be okay. But if you're going to try to light your lock, you got to shoot a little lower on that right-hand side to hit those stand-ups. And it can get kind of dangerous because sideways is bad, right? So... Um, anyways, ball one, just shooting stuff. And I'm just like, I, I get the, the option to, to do a house battle or whatever it's called. Hey, first, I don't even know which house I picked. I think I did the, the add a ball, um, for the multi-ball, um, ask me what house that is. Like, I don't know. So anyways, um, I was trying to light my locks <laughs> and I was just like, okay, the first thing I do if I get into a house battle is I pass. Like, that's how cool I am. Cause I know that one thing about this game. <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, so I get into the battle option, I pass, and I'm just like, I'm trying to hit my light lock shot, and I would really appreciate hitting that. And, uh, you know, first ball didn't do a whole lot. Uh, second ball, I think I had one lock at that point. Uh, second ball, like my other locks, start the multi-ball, play the multi-ball, and I'm treating it like ACDC, where it's like, okay, when your next to last ball drains, you hit the thing, and I hit it, and I but it was never blinking. I don't know if that like I don't know if it's solid when it's like, hey, I'm here or like what. But I hit the thing, and I don't re- even know if if I got the ball saved and it kicked back on because I was paying attention to other stuff, trying not to drain. Um, but uh, anyway, so after my multi ball, uh, I think mm, let's see what was I at. I think it was at a hundred when I started, and got up to about three fifty or so. I think I ended the game with like four thirty ish, and um. Jason was player four and he already knew he was safe, but he, he didn't like give up, but he just kind of was like, he checked the score. and was like, okay, I'm good. And then walked away or like kind of let it drain or whatever. Um, but that was Andrew's fourth strike. And so Jason could have kept going to collect his token. And I like, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware. Right. And so, um, we, we are playing and, and Jason ends and he's like, okay, I'm safe. Like life is good. And I knew I was safe at that point. And it's like, okay. And then Andrew's like, well, here's my chip. And Jason was like, oh my God, I was only like 30 or 40 million behind or whatever, you know, and he gave up. So that was, that was kind of a, a funny situation to my benefit. Um, but I, you know, found it kind of amusing just cause I was like, Hey, this is my first chip. <laughs> um, so on to round five with Walking Dead, and I'm with John Soares, I'm player two, Dustin Kober, and Stephanie Turner, and I, let's see, so ball one, uh, this game was not playing very, f- not fair, but like, it was just being kind of mean, and I was kind of ignorant to that until after I watched other players a little bit, and because, so John, um, he, I think he was like one shot away from like turning all the the prison shots red, right? So he was f- finishing uh, prison the first time around, spelling prison the first time around um, when he drained. Uh, so I think he was only at like in the twos, two to three range. Um, I get up and I'm I'm playing. I hit a couple shots nicely. I have prison um, lit or spelled, and so it turns on all the red shots. So I start picking off a couple of those. And I think I was down to riot before I, I, I just could not find the shot. And I started bailing on that. So then I, I decided, okay, I'm just going to go for the prison, uh, for the, the, you know, the prison head thingy, the target guy. Um, and so I, I'm shooting at the head, but I'm shooting at it from the right side and I'm grazing off the well walker instead. And I'm just like, okay, stop doing this. Just post pass over to the left side. And like on one of my post passes, I almost kill myself. And it's like, okay, maybe we don't want to post pass on this game until we are in a little bit less of a dangerous situation. Um, so anyway, so I, I ended up starting the multi-ball. I got up to about 25, I think, after that ball. Uh, ball two, I I think it was at like 27, so not a whole lot going on. Uh, Dustin and Stephanie on ball one, um, they were in the three to five range as well, I believe. I think everybody was fairly close and I was, I was looking at the score going, okay, I'm, I'm not confident, but I'm, I have some comfort on after ball one, uh, ball two, I think was kind of more of the same bad luck for John. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I did 3 million on ball two as well. Um, and then Dustin, I think was, I, I can't remember exactly the scores, but everybody I think was still in single digits, um, 
And then Stephanie, I don't remember if it was ball two or ball three, but she had a very, oh, it was ball three, ball two, I mean. Um, she had a very nice, like, pretty much monster ball for, for the score she needed. Um, she ended up passing me. She was, like, at 54 or something after ball two. Um, ball three's coming up, and so John doesn't pass me. And so I know that, you know, Stephanie's ahead of me. If I pass Stephanie, I'm safe no matter what is my thinking. And then, um, so I drain out in, I don't know, the high 20s, low 30s. Uh, Dustin does not pass me, so I know I'm safe. And then Stephanie just gets a nice, you know, victory lap where she, I mean, there were still games going on, so she didn't come up and plunge and walk away. Uh, she ended up playing and, uh, you know, I, I would have as well on a, on a successful game like that, knowing that, you know, other, as long as the group is not waiting for me or the whole, um, I don't mean like this four player group, but I mean like the entire group, as long as the, the, the group of tournament players is not waiting on me. I don't mind playing out my ball three if I've already won. You know, what What else am I going to do? Go stand in the corner? <laughs> you know, it's it's not insulting to the other players. They've already kind of walked away and got some food or got a beer or, you know, just kind of hanging out chatting or whatever. You know, it's like, whatever. That that doesn't bother me if somebody wants to, to play instead of plunging and walking away. Um, so anyway, safe on that one. So now I'm, I'm batting 50%. No, that was my third win um, or my third safe round. It's not a win. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's round five. So round six, we go to Metallica and it's me, James Turner, Olivia and Cody McQuiston. And, um, I know Metallica. I've got a Metallica. I really like Metallica. And I was just like, Hmm, what do I want to do? I, you know, having not played this one ever before, I'm just like, what are the kickouts like? What are the, what are the odds I'll be able to start a, a graveyard multi-ball? Cause, um, I really like that, <laughs> you know? And, so I'm like, okay, let's let's hit a couple shots, and I don't really want to test those drop targets quite yet because I can just imagine myself just drop target center drain type of thing. So it's like, okay, let's let's shoot at Sparky and just kind of get a feel for things, right? So you're player one, you're the rabbit, you're trying to run out in front of everybody, and just don't screw up too catastrophically and see what happens. So I hit Sparky a couple times and die. <laughs> And then everybody else does the same thing. Not saying like not saying everybody's going for Sparky, but like everybody has a very not impressive ball one. <laughs> and then uh, same thing, Sparky a couple times and die on ball two. And it's like, oh my goodness. And so I think I'm sitting at like three, three and a half at this point. And I think everybody else is. I think Olivia had a little bit of a lead, and but it's still I think everybody's single digits after ball two. Uh, ball three comes up. I finish with about five, five and a half. It's just like, man, this is, this is bad. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, James also struggling just like me. I think he finishes with like three and a half. Uh, Olivia finishes ball three with, I think 13. I don't think she got to 14. So like 13, 13 and a half. Um, and then Cody, he's probably the closest to me at this point. And I think he finishes with like four and a half or 4.7 or something like that. So, um, safe again on a, a game of Metallica that I don't think anybody would like to admit in the future that we, uh, we ever participated in that round. Um, but anytime you can avoid a strike, that's a good time. So, uh, all right, round seven, we're going to go play Joker Poker and I'm with Olivia, Adam Horton, Jason Barr, and I am player four. And I... So after our Metallica round ended very promptly, I actually had walked over to play Joker Poker, 
um, just because. And then, you know, the round eventually ends and you know, new, new rounds come up and it's like, okay, I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm on Joker poker. What, what luck? Imagine that I'm, I'm fresh and I'm familiar with this game. Let's go play. And oh my goodness, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So it's got a newer board. I don't know exactly which board, but it's got a skill shot and it's got a ball save. And I'm actually, I'm not even sure if it, if it mimics after that, I don't know if it mimics the original rules or not, Um, but it is set to five ball, which, you know, here's a shout out to Dave Bell. If I ever got a Joker poker, I think it's the only solid state that I would put to five ball that I'm aware of because of the rule set, the way the bonuses go and stuff like that. Um, it just, it's not designed for three ball. So it would be set to five because otherwise the rules are silly and you're just like, what's the point of this game? We're not even getting to, you know, two sets of, of, you know, cards, card banks for, <laughs> for the bonus. So um, anyways, if you want to play Joker poker, set it to five ball because that just feels right. And that makes the pinball gods happy. Um, but apparently not happy enough because I'll tell you what, Olivia crushed it on, I think ball one. I think she had like two forty, And I was like, I told her after everybody's no, after her ball one, I said, I've been walking by this game, you know, cause it's, it's in the walkway um, to an outside door entrance just to, you know, go outside, sit down and just kind of walk around a little bit while everybody else is still playing. And I said, I've been walking by this game all day and that's good enough to win most games that I've been seeing. So, um, you know, shout out to Olivia. Got a hold on that one. Um, Adam had a decent ball. Jason had a decent ball. We're just going to go ball one through five at this point. Um, it, it finished one, three, two, four with Wayne coming in dead last. On ball five, I needed to, like, double my score to be safe. And that was before Jason played. And then I think after he played, I needed to go from like instead of 100 to or 110 to 120 or so I needed to go like up and over 300 or something like that and I'm just like <laughs> yeah right um so yeah that was that was another strike so now I'm sitting at 3 uh four strikes and you're out situation so now I'm just kind of like well I'm not shocked because like I said like I don't know a ton about Joker poker again I think I played it whatever whenever that was like the logo design for TPF and they had like three solid states and two EMs like right in the entrance way. Like, I think that was the last time I played a Joker poker. So, you know, I'm not shocked and I was not, um, I was trying to not get frustrated. I was kind of expecting the result that happened. Um, just kind of bummed that I didn't get to, to play it a little bit more. Cause I do like the layout. I think it's fun. Um, I, I kind of like the bonus progression and, and the way all that works. And it's just kind of, it's a very fun game just in general. And so when you're, when you're always trying to play catch up as the fourth player and it's just kind of like, man, like I cannot stay alive long enough to score the points that I need. Not that I can't hit the shots. I can hit the shots. Um, except for the Kings. Those were a little challenging. Um, I lucked out and I think my slingshot hit the bottom King and on the right side. And so that was, that was kind of nice. And I think the last King I needed was the top one. So typically it's the opposite way around where the last one you need is the bottom one. And you just like can't hit that from a direct shot from a flipper. So you're just like, please slingshot. It's like on a, on Metallica when you're, you just cannot hit that crank it up shot. And you're just like slingshot. Would you please put it in the scoop for me? (laughs) So 
Anyways, on to round eight, and we're going to play Iron Maiden. So it's Tracy, Chewie, Wayne, and Olivia. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember um, the instant thing. Not the instant things, but like the thing. Again, I have this game. I'm familiar with this game, very familiar with this game. I'm, I, I'd almost say I'm fairly comfortable with it. I'm not going to say I'm really good at it, but I at least know what I'm trying to do, whether or not I can do it. And on my game, you can hit the bullseye target from both flippers on the right side. Uh, you can't do it from a running shot, but you certainly can do it from a cradle. And on this one, I think I tried at least 10 times from the right side on a cradle. And I could n I think I hit it once, and it was successful. And after that, I was just kind of like, okay, stop doing this. It's got to be left side. And even the left side was kind of precarious. And it's just like, it's not steep because it's not like super fast coming back at you. And, and I was just like, I don't know if these flippers are, maybe they're a little tired and I know it gets way more play than, than mine does <laughs> just because of the head count at, at the electric bat, you know? So I don't know it. And it wasn't that you couldn't hit the shot. It was just like, you had to adjust a little bit, kind of your expectations and you can't just like fling it up there and it makes it, you kind of had to be like, okay, I've got to find this shot. I can't ride the rail or like bounce off the rail and expect it to hit the bullseye like you have to shoot that be flush and then hit that bullseye target to start your mode or at least you know or just get letters like i was just like man i can't even spell eddie and i hate wasting my my two free modes worth of center ramp shots for you know to spell eddie so i was just kind of like man this is this is tough and it's like you know i should have had you know little angel on my shoulder saying it's okay. Shoot the orbit instead, <laughs> you know, because that was available. But no, because uh, headstrong and um, habitual, I was like, I need to shoot the center ramp while it's still got the white insert going. Because when it's gone, it's gone. And then things get harder. So shoot the easy stuff while it's easy. So anyways, um, I don't even remember exactly the sequencing on this and how everything was going. Uh, I think two of us had pretty decent games after ball one or pretty decent balls after ball one. Um, and, uh, just in the long run, I remember, uh, I got to trooper. I got to a couple modes, um, aces high. I, Oh yeah. Ball three. Um, well ball two, I had aces high ready to go. Just needed to shoot the bullseye. I had just started two X play field kind of on accident and then I drained out, and I was like, oh, no, and lost another multiplier opportunity. Uh, but ball three started aces high, and it's like, okay, cool. At that point, I think I was in second place. And, you know, when you're in second place and you're not player four, there's always a chance you can get knocked out to get a strike. And I didn't want that to happen, so I wanted to be in first place at the end of my ball. And got into that, that aces high on ball three, and when, got, when I got out of it, did a little bit more. And I had a pretty strong game by the end of things. Um, I think I was, I think I was over a hundred, maybe in the 150 range, something like that. And I think, uh, I don't, I don't remember what Chewy had. I think he was in like the high, maybe 90 area or low, low 100, something like that. Um, but anyways, Chewy and myself were both safe on that game. And so we're going to move on to round nine. So um, four wins. No, I just lost on Joker poker. So went 0 and two and then went three or four wins in a row. And then, you know, kind of 
back and forth a little bit, but we're sitting at sitting at three strikes, and we're kind of, you know, every game's a little nerve-wracking, and it's a little bit more stressful when I own the game because then the expectations are a little higher. So in the next round, in round nine, I move over to a game that I might have played like four times ever. Um, the first time I played it was at Indisc in 2017, and then the next times, the two or three times after that that I played it was at the uh, 505 Pinball in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, the home of Measle Mods. And for the uh, and that was um, it wasn't there when I went to play in the the strikes tournament that I ended up winning, but it was I don't if it was I didn't get to play it like I never got picked on it, um, but it was available for state when I went to play state, and uh, yeah so me and uh, a friend of you know at the event after I got knocked out of that uh, spoiler I didn't win New Mexico so one day I'll, I might do a podcast on that just to be like you know, once upon a time type of thing. Um, but I did not win it um, because after I got knocked out, uh, he and I, we played on uh, on Getaway. And I was like, can you show me a little bit of how to play this game? Like, because it's kind of high speed, but it's also kind of not. So anyways, it's uh, on, on Getaway. Uh, it's Roland, myself, Jason, and Chewy. And it's kind of, let's see, Ball One was, was very... Um, very expected for somebody that has only played it a couple times. You know, hit a couple shots. I think I got the supercharger going, so I got five or ten million off of that. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. I think I finished ball one with like twenty-two, um, and uh, I think Roland had a pretty strong first or second ball, and I think he was sitting at sixty, and somebody was sitting at eighty after ball two or something like that. Um, I know maybe that was going into ball three. So, anyways, ball three. Um, I don't even think I started my multi-ball. Uh, I did a couple modes. Um, I was not shifting up properly, probably. <laughs> um, I was only doing it when I was paying attention and did not get into what I needed. Uh, did not get the video mode. I had that lit. I had my multi-ball lit. Um, but I did do some millions off a of supercharger and got some freeways. And then I looked down and I, I noticed that the freeway progression, because I'm used to high speed, the original one, and it's like 50, 75, 100, you know, and stuff like that for your, your freeway scores. And I look down and I have 4 million lit and I'm just like, wait, if this is the same as, as high speed, like I can just chip away at these, these freeways and kind of claw my way back. And I don't even remember everything I did do or didn't do, but I finished the game with like, like 120 or something like that. And I think Jason ended up finishing with like in the nineties or, or over a hundred or something like that. But I, I think I won that game. So, but I did not get a strike on that game. So uh, the getaway safe on getaway, shockingly, surprisingly, amazingly. Um, so we'll go to round 10 and uh, round 10. I'm going to play Godzilla pro. And I played that at expo. I played the premium and the pro really liked that game. Um, a premium will show up on my door sometime this year, hopefully, supposedly. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, so anyways, going to play Godzilla Pro. I haven't played it in a handful of months, and I'm aware of how things are supposed to go a little bit, but not not very. Um, I'm kind of aware of some of the rules, and I've been keeping track of like the readmes. Every time Stern does a, a code update, like I typically see it on Facebook, and I'll click on the readme, and I'll kind of go through that and be like, oh, they changed this, they did that. And I don't, I don't like study it or anything like that because 
you know, until they're like pretty much done, like things could change. I mean, at this point, I know things are pretty well hashed out, but you know, unless it's like a major balance of some sort, you know, it's pretty much the way it's going to be. Um, so it is what it is, and it is to the point that I don't really know what to do quite yet, <laughs> let alone have the shots. Like, um, it's a very unique playfield as far as you know, at least the layout, maybe when you kind of look at things, maybe the shot locations are not all that unique, but it's definitely, you know, when you step up and look at it, you're just like, this doesn't look like anything else, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think I kind of, I struggled on this game with a little bit of what should I do? What should I do? Oh, squirrel, let's go do shiny object, you know? And because I was like, okay, I'm going to you know, left ramp, right ramp, start the mode. So I did that, left ramp, right ramp, hit the scoop, and then selected my mode, and then instantly it kicked out, and I did a post-drain. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's, you know, we missed a shot. That was that was definitely a struggle. That was not very good. So it's like, okay, ball two, um, what do I need to be doing? Um, can I start another mode? Can I, what what should I be doing? And and John Shoppel had kind of given me a, a, a Cliff Notes thing, on the before the game started and he was just like okay remember this remember that remember this remember that and i'm just like okay at some point i'm going to stop absorbing all this stuff like you know it's i was very appreciative of that because i i was just like oh yeah that's right left ramp right ramp starts your modes like i i didn't even remember that much um but it, i was just like okay i think i got it i think i got it Ooh, i might struggle to even get that far let alone remember that information you know so you kind of get to a point where just like mm, I, this might be too much for me so, anyways, um, ball two, just kind of playing the game, trying to get that building multi-ball going, and, um, you know, Mark, uh, oh, yeah, hey, players on this game, Godzilla, it's Mark Lindbergh, Roland, and Wayne, and Wayne's player three. So, uh, Mark, after either ball one or two, he had a destruction jackpot, and uh, it was like six or six and a quarter or something like that, and he missed, and he drained shortly after and I uh, came over and we were kind of, I was standing against kind of the wall because it's kind of over in one side. So it's kind of easy to stay out of the way. And he, he kind of walked back over and he's just like, man, I missed that destruction jackpot. That six million point shot, you know, is so hyped up and then I miss it. But, you know, it sure makes you feel excited because it's got a pretty, pretty amazing, you know, sound and, and light show presentation because, you know, that can get really, really up there. But, uh, you know, for the first one of the game, when it's six or just over six, it's just like, yeah, might not even be worth going for. But, you know, sure enough, I stepped up and I had a destruction jackpot lit. And it's like, you know what? I did the same thing. I went for it and I missed. And then as soon as it was unlit, the ball went up there and you just can't avoid. It's not you can't avoid. Um, it's you have to train yourself when you want to not use the upper flipper on some games. And I was just like, hmm, let's shoot loops. And so I, you know, maybe two seconds after the destruction jackpot was over and unlit, I get it up there on the upper flipper again and I shoot like three loops in a row. And it's just like, this is fun. It might not be worth anything, but this is fun. Um, so yeah. And I get into, in the end, uh, did, um, the building multi-ball, the Godzilla multi-ball, whatever it's called, the, the cool building thing. And uh, after that, I had my Mechagodzilla kind of, you know, further along than not. And so I was like, okay, well, let's go for that. And I'm not convinced that's a safe thing to do when you're not familiar with the game quite as much. Um, I knew what I needed to do. I knew what I wanted to do. And I was doing what I wanted to do. Um, 
I just didn't complete everything in order to finish everything up. So um, failed out when I had Mecha Godzilla pretty close to being there, and um, that was that was the end of my day. So at, after ten rounds of a four strike, I am finally eliminated. So that was uh, the way my day went. So I hung out a little bit. I played. Uh, I played scared stiff. And I got on the leaderboard, which I'm sure was erased at some point recently, because I think it was like 13 or 14 million. And it's like, hey, that would have saved me a strike earlier today. You know, even half of that would have, I think. No, I needed, I would have needed like nine. Um, but still, that would have been, that would have been pretty close to saving one strike. And then, you know, that's one more round you can limp along through even after losing Godzilla. So uh, in the end, um, and it's actually kind of convenient that, the timing works for me to do this podcast right now because I can actually uh, report on the IFPA results as well. So uh, in the end, I finished tied for ninth in a three-way tie, which according to match play, it was eighth, but because IFPA does the middle average position, not everybody's tied for the highest spot available. Um, Because match play said I was tied for eighth, and IFPA says I'm tied for ninth. But because I've done IFPA submissions before i know how it goes i know i knew i knew that that was what to expect and i pulled up the uh, the points estimator and i think it was pretty close to um actually almost being exactly right so uh, anyways we had 35 rated players there were 36 total um for a tied for ninth place finish i got 3.65 which after my four tucson events so far which none of them have been all that great um as far as uh, finishing standings Uh, That moved me from 179th in Arizona to 86th, which is kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, I think there's, there's about 220, 240 players, I think so far that have played this year, which is, I I mean, that's pretty cool. We're just starting March. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't, I'm really, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. If we get to combine from the, the paused period and we just kind of take all of those players as well. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if Arizona is going to be a super state. We need 100 events and 400 unique players in a single calendar year, but we're we're carrying all over everything from early 20, 2020 and then late um, you know August through December of 2021. Um, all of that money was kind of put aside and saved for now. It's going to be distributed after 2022. So this year's going to be kind of a big payout, um, potentially. Well, not potentially, it will be, because there's all this, there's six other months of stored money that's going to get put into each of the prize pools for the different states. So I'm not quite sure how the player count's going to work. We don't need, uh, we've always been over, not always, but for the last several years, we've been over 100 events. That's not really been a problem. And um, the player count is where we, we kind of hit the wall. We kind of hit the wall at about 250. And, um, come on, Phoenix, pick it up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's actually where the vast majority of the players come from, obviously. Um, in Tucson, uh, let's see, I do, what is it, like 26 tournaments? No. Um, no, what is it? Really, 12, 24, but we don't do December, so 22 plus league. So let's say, and now it's not league submitting every two months for six. It's submitting every six months for two more events. So that basically makes up for um, December. 
So what's that? I submit 24 events myself a year, you know, so that's a quarter of the way just for me. And, you know, Phoenix is huge. They, they submit a ton of events. And then uh, Ben up in Marana, he holds several over the year, you know, so getting to a hundred, that's not ever been a challenge um, in Arizona since the super state uh, portion of things became a reality. So um, it's always been the player count and, it's kind of like it's one of those things where if we get to 400 players, all of a sudden the state finals gets uh, moved from 16 players to 24, and then the top eight get a bye in the first round. So I mean, the top eight want that because then they don't have to play in the first round because um, otherwise it's just a dedicated bracket where it's one versus 16, two versus 15, and so on. Um, you know, if if we're a super state, they get a guaranteed bye in the first round. It's just guaranteed uh, money that they aren't putting up. For at risk to getting knocked out in the first round, now they're guaranteed to move on to the second round. So you know the top eight won it just as much as seventeen through twenty four. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll see how that plays out. Um, this might be a one and done type of year where where we do have a super state and then we don't for next year until we you know finally find four hundred unique players in the state to come out and play. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, just to finish up my notes, uh, just wanted to call out, uh, you know what? I don't think I put on here, um, what the winner ended up with, uh, Mark Pearson won the event and I don't have the point value on that, but, um, either way, uh, let's see. So <laughs> as a comparison for the local scene down in Tucson, um, I've done four events so far and the largest one, uh, has been 10 players, 9 ranked, and Savannah is almost a ranked player, and she needs 5 events total uh, to be a ranked player, and she's got to be... Mm, she's either 1 away or 2 away at this point, or she might be ranked. I, I'll have to check that, um, because when you look at the the historical submission for the event, it, if they're still gray, it'll show as gray. It won't show as them being ranked and being um, non-gray or, or white. I don't, I don't even know if it alternates the coloring pattern um, on IFPA because I use the app typically to look through stuff. And that's just all a white background separated by, by spaces or, or different lines. Um, so anyways, uh, 10 players, but uh, because only nine were ranked, there's only four and a half points and we got point zero point eight nine bonus points. And that's your, the ranking and rating um, TGP value added, whatever it is. Um, I just call them bonus points because that's easier to remember. So uh, anyways, and then at 48%, it was a time match play. So it was 48%. Um, so at 4% 4, 4 per uh, round play, that was 12 rounds. And the winner got 2.59 points. So my eighth or ninth place finish was, um, what, like 50% higher than than somebody winning my largest event down in Tucson so far. So that just kind of shows you the the difference in in points available, and you know the just the truth that is that if you want to make state, you got to travel up to Phoenix as a Tucson player. If you want to make state, you got to travel up to Phoenix to play, and uh, in those limited opportunities, you have to do well enough. So um, I was looking at the points today. Uh, I have no idea what the cutoff line is gonna gonna be. You know, because sometimes as you get closer to the end of the year after people fill up their card with their best 20 events, then it's kind of like, okay, things aren't like just exploding upward as far as points. Now it's kind of, you know, now there's just a shuffling that goes on. Some people are improving and, you know, they do an event and it's better than their worst event on their card and it replaces that. So it's like, okay, they'll move up a little bit, but then 
you know, somebody else doesn't, but like the total points, you know, it kind of, it kind of increases as the year goes, you know, kind of towards the end of the year. Um, but it's certainly not exploding like near the, the front end of the year. So I have no idea what it's going to take. Um, I think if we go to 24 players, I think we're, I think 24, what does John have? John's 24th right now, John Finnegan. Um, and I think he's got like 18 or 24 points or something like that. 15, 18, something like that. Anyways, um, I think it's going to take like 60 points to get in, <laughs> which is just like, that blows my mind. Cause you know, it's like you look at the, the Tucson pinball city championship standings. And like, I think the, the top seed had like, I don't know. Well, it kind of matters since I went from four tournaments a month to two, like that, that definitely cut down on things. But I think, I think top seed last year had like 18 or 19 points. Like it's, it's just not much, but, uh, anyway, so if you want to make state, you got to go to Phoenix. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily a goal of mine, um, but I'm certainly going to go up to Phoenix and try when I can. I uh, did not make it to the Starfighters, uh, pinball festival, but, uh, we're going to go in reverse order and I have a podcast coming up about that and, but we will get there when we get there. But, um, yeah, so Anyways, uh, it's been a little while since I've done one of these, so if you're still listening, I just want to say thanks for uh, kind of sticking with it. Um, I'm having I had a little bit of a technical issue come up. My uh, my mixer that I typically use, I have a a proper microphone mixer headphone setup that I use plug in to my laptop, and I mean I I think it it does pretty well. And I have a very uh, annoying hiss coming out of the the headphones. And I just, I, I couldn't do it. So I took, I took the mixer apart <laughs> and, um, I found a capacitor that has a bulging cap. And so I ordered in my latest Marco, uh, order, I have ordered a, a couple of spares of that cap. Cause there's, there's smaller ones that don't have, um, that little marking at the top that depends on what the manufacturer is. It's an X or a T or a U shape or, you know, something to help it explode easier, um, or maybe bulge easier, and that kind of indicates, hey, this is this thing's failed. But there's a lot of small ones that don't have room for that, so I don't know what to do if those fail. Um, but this was large enough to demonstrate that, hey, it's it's on its way out. It's bulging; it not rupture yet, um, so it looks kind of like a little beach ball at the top, um, or more like a little dish. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so I'm gonna try to fix that, and then. But for right now, I'm just you know using my my Snowball USB mic, and uh, I don't have any headphones for audio feedback. So I don't know if I'm yelling or if I'm whispering, or if you can hear everything around me. This chair's a little creaky, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks for for sticking with me while we we take the training wheels and put them back on, and and Wayne learns how to ride the podcast train again. So uh, until next time, thanks for listening and party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. It's Wayne. clear.